1: What's going on everybody? Welcome to the fall podcast. I am your host Aaron Blasey and today's episode is a bonus episode. It is episode 182 but it's going to be a shorter one. I don't know how long this will be. Um, I'm going to be talking by myself today and I'm going to give everybody a little rundown of opening weekend for me. Opening weekend, I mean, it's it's the excitement for everybody is is so high. You know, it's it's opening day. It's You know, you haven't been able to hunt for how long now? You know, most of the year and and now it's like get back in a stand. So um yeah, I just wanted to run through opening weekend. I had a hell of a weekend. Um I only got to sit twice, but and I'll get into reason why. But uh yeah, it was it was awesome, you know. So I'm gonna I'm gonna back up a little bit to uh the week before opening day. So the Tuesday before opening day, opening day landed on a Friday for us this year. October 1st was a Friday. So knowing I was going to get in on Friday night, um, I wanted to scout. And that's my thing with you know the one acre and um, that piece of property is it's all farm ground. So I like to scout from a distance as much as I can. I like to pinpoint a buck figure out where he's going especially in the morning. Um, if I can figure out a deer where he's going in the morning going back to bed, I'll go back and sit on him that night. So that's kind of my philosophy, you know, and I really don't like hunting mornings early if I don't have I shouldn't say a guarantee, but a really good idea of of where things are and where a buck might be. So going back to the previous the, the week before, uh, September 28th, I believe it was a Tuesday night. And, uh, I've mentioned on here before I'm building a house that looks over the one acre. So I'm on a high point. My house is on a high point. I can see all around me. I am stuffing insulation in the house, getting it ready to put drywall on. And, you know, like any, like any, uh, uh, serious deer deer hunter they would have binos in their tool belt looking out the windows maybe not maybe that's just me but I was glancing out around the house like going from window to window you know probably pissing my dad off because he's on the other end of the insulation hose and I'm trying to feed the hopper but I'm trying to figure out where deer are. I'm trying to get something pinpointed and uh, about seven o'clock I look out and here's a good buck. Actually, two good bucks. One was a for-sure shooter. Um, The other one with him was, from what I could see, it was so far away. From what I could see, it was like a game-time decision kind of buck. I I didn't recognize him, so I just kind of kept an eye on him. It was 7 o'clock. I knew it was about 45 minutes until dark, Um, just kind of seeing what they were doing, and uh, they did exactly what all the bucks in the last five or six years On this farm, do I? You know, they hit a particular fence row, worked the fence row all the way down, and they actually ended up at last light, right at a bur oak tree that is on my property, right on the edge, field edge, and they sat there until it got dark, and then went into the timber. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get into that bur oak tree or right next to it, do a hang and bang opening night. So my next plan was to, you know, I was gonna be at the house Wednesday night, the following night, so. I was going to scout again as I was working. So I scouted, a lot of deer were moving, didn't see any bucks, a lot of does. So I'm like, okay, maybe it was just, you know, one of those things just just passing through, just moving, just, you know, they just did it once kind of thing. Well, I have a kind of a rule that I do like the 3 to 5 day rule before opening day. If if I see something within that time frame, I'm going to move on it unless I get something more concrete. So The next day, I didn't work at the house. My daughter was sick, so I was home with her. That was Thursday night, so it was the night before opener. But my plan was to get in Friday morning and drive around and see if I could get one of these bucks up on their feet, see if I could see where they were going. So just to backtrack a little bit further, I've had about five bucks that I would consider shooters on this farm most of the summer, but I have yet to see any of them on the hoof, you know, scouting or anything since like early August or even, you know, late July. Like, and even on camera, my cameras were dead. Like, trail cameras can be a very valuable asset to a whitetail hunter's arsenal. So if you guys are looking for new cameras, go to exodusoutdoorgear.com. Check out Exodus Trail Cameras. You can get the Exodus Lift 2, which is just a normal regular camera. You can get their Trek, which is the same, a normal trail cam with SD. You got to pull it. Or you can get the Render 4G LTE cellular camera, and you can also bundle that with a solar panel. So go check those cameras out. Like I said, exodusoutdoorgear.com. And uh, if you sign up for their new le- newsletter right now, you get $15 off your next camera. So go check them out, tell them I sent you, and have fun, and good luck this fall. But the crops, there was a ton of corn up, ton of beans up, so I figured the crop rotation kind of had them hunkered down and, and really no reason for them to want to be by me. But I knew you know, they were going to be around, and I didn't want to pressure them. I didn't want to go in and check a whole bunch of cameras and, and try to figure things out. I was just going to solely scout from a distance and make my move that way. And, uh, so coming into opening morning, I woke up early and I was going to get in the truck and do a gas and glass. I was going to try to find a buck. The fog was terrible that day. Uh, it was really foggy and I'm like, well, I'm going to still see, I'm going to go and, you know, and still see if I can get something, see if there's something moving around. And, uh, the fog was going to lift. I knew it was. So, I grabbed some coffee, grabbed the binos, drove around, and I kept driving around the section, sat at my house, you know, looking, you know, just trying to figure out where a, where a buck might be and see as many deer as I could. Anyway, the the, the fog lifted a little bit, and I had a, a young eight-pointer come out, out of the one acre, and he worked the field edge down and hit about 14 scrapes on the field edge, and he had a little doe with him. That was all I saw. So, Knowing that, I'm like, okay, I don't have anything other, any more solid, you know, MRI, most recent information, if you want, than the buck that I had Tuesday night. Knowing that the acorn crop is ridiculous right now, the acorns are dropping like crazy. So I'm like, okay, a lot of deer in the past like to hang out around this bur oak tree and early as well. So I'm like, I'm just gonna go there, and it's it's strictly an observation. So I knew I was in the game. But I knew I was, I was almost like 95% sure where this deer was bedding. Like I, I knew, and it was on the neighbors. So, and I'm probably 350 yards from where these deer are bedding. So I, I knew I could get into a hanging hunt, really not booger anything. Um, and that was the plan. I was going to go out there about four o'clock and uh, I had to hang a stand and get in and just kind of hunker in. And I was going to film it all and, and, uh, and see what happens. So the weather, it was warm. It's, it's warm. It's in the low seventies. You know, I think it was topping out at like 75. The wind was right out of the Southwest. So that was good because the wind was perfect for me. I figured these deer would be coming from the South. And that was another thing before I get into this, the buck that, uh, I've talked about it a lot, a buck, you know, walking with a tailwind, with the wind, you know, going from his butt, you know, where he can't smell anything. And uh, why do they do that kind of thing? Well, Tuesday night when I saw this buck do that, he walked across this field with the wind, you know, going over his butt. He couldn't smell anything. He wasn't walking into the wind like a lot of people say that they do. Not saying they don't. I'm just, you know, every time I see something like that, I always ask myself, why? Excuse me, I got something in my mouth. So anyway, he walked across this whole wide open field with the wind to his butt. So my whole thing was, why did he do that? Well, where he was walking, he could see, I mean, um, for miles around him uh, in every direction. So I think he threw caution to the wind because he knew that he would be able to see danger before anything. And he wanted to smell if anything was coming up his trail behind him. Um, that was my whole theory. So taking that in consideration, you know, that's also something that I, the reason why I thought the deer were betting to the south and coming north, basically. Um, and honestly, when he got, to, it's probably hard to explain or to picture, but when he got to uh, a tee, like he was, he was taking a, a field edge. And when he got to the field edge where the bur oak was, he did a loop around almost a j-hook kind of but he came in from a different direction to kind of get the win right so it it was all making sense um and why he was doing that so fast forward to opening night i you know i get into the stand i hang the stand it took me a little while just because first hang of the year i get in the stand i feel like this is a bulletproof setup when i was walking in i did bump a doe out of a waterway i have some waterways in Um, the fields that I, it's a great way for me to get into these stands because it's all ag. So I bumped a doe, but that was it. So I I really wasn't concerned about that. Um, Got in the stand and, you know, it was a little after five. So I knew that the deer weren't going to be moving for probably another hour, hour and a half at least. And uh, I just sat there, you know, did some filming and kind of got back into the groove, kind of got my system down and and you could tell that the wind, the wind, there was really wasn't a lot of wind, but it was out of the Southwest. Um, and then my brother-in-law, he, you know, he owns the farm. He was taking beans off and, uh, uh, he was taking beans off to the South of me. So I felt like that was going to help the deer stay my way and not go North or, uh, um, yeah, South, I'm sorry, not go South. He was South of me. So I felt like it was going to keep the deer more towards me. I, I was hoping. And, um, As time went by, you know, I looked up and, and with field edge hunting, you know, you see a long way, you see a lot of deer a lot usually, but, uh, it's, it's the, to, to get deer close to you, it's, it can be difficult. So I look up and about 300 yards away, four does start working out, um, out of this bedding area where I think they're bedding and then two more does and fawns. So there was like eight does and fawns and they kind of work off and. And then uh, a little bit while longer goes by and I look over to the east and here's a buck and I can see him in the beans. He's working out. And this is like, I don't know, probably probably around six, a little after six. So they're moving. I mean, it's in the seventies, low to mid seventies. It's, it's not like scorching hot, but there's a good breeze, a a decent breeze, you know, to make it not feel like it's like scorching hot. And, uh, they're moving. This buck was probably 80 or 90 inch eight pointer, uh decent buck. And he was hanging out with these does and, uh, you know, seven o'clock rolls around. I'm like, okay. And we got 45 minutes of light. It's, it's, things are going to start happening here. And, uh, the way I positioned my stand was I positioned myself on the backside of the tree from where I felt like deer were going to be coming on the other side. So the tree would be my block um so essentially I was facing you know let's just call it north and the deer are going to be coming from the south so I basically had to stand up and face the tree to see where any of the deer are coming from so I was on my phone and I stood up and looked back and there's already eight deer in the field coming out of the bedding area and I'm like okay so I'm glassing them they're all at at like probably 300 yards and counting does one, two, three, four, five, six, seven does. And then one picks his head up and there he is. He's a good eight pointer. I, I figured he's probably 110, 115 inch eight pointer. Um, He's wider, shorter tined. Uh, but I'm like, okay, there he is for sure. And he's doing the same thing so far that I watched him do on Tuesday night. I'm like, all right, I got 45 minutes to get him to come over here and he's been here once before. So why wouldn't he? I've got a, I've got the same wind, same conditions and everything as I did on Tuesday night when I watched him do the same thing. So I'm thinking I'm, I'm in the cars, I'm in the chips. So I'm sitting there and it kind of gets darker or, you know, getting darker times going by the deer are kind of moving towards the, towards the West. They're kind of paralleling me. And the does, he didn't want to leave the does. He was just like almost one of the does. And, uh, he just kept following them. Well, the does on Tuesday night where this buck turned and come down the fence row to me, where I am now, when the does hit that spot, they went south away from me. I'm like, shit. Well, they were heading to where my brother-in-law was taking beans off and you know, all those beans on the ground and everything. And, the The deer just like that. So I'm like, we're going to go over to the field where he's taking the beans off while well, he followed him, got to that point. I'm like, just turn, just turn. You know, he's at about 200 yards. And, um, I had probably 20 minutes of daylight, good light left. Well, he went South and left. Um, so then I had the thought of, well, I'm sorry. So when he left it, it was getting darker. I had probably 10 minutes of light left. I look over coming out of the bedding. Here comes another shooter. Uh, good one um i mean a no doubter probably same 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 score probably 115 maybe would have hit 120 um taller tight deer uh but it just kind of he started working my way and was going to hit the waterway and kind of come right toward me towards me but i just ran out of light it got dark fast and and um You know, and I wanted to get out of there. So my plan was just to leave the stand. I was going to come back the next night. I wasn't going to try it in the morning. I didn't want these deer to be in this field. And, you know, I've got a little over a 500 yard walk, like a 550 yard walk from my house to get to this stand. Um, And it's through the field. I, I, I didn't want to bump anything that way. So my plan was just to leave the stand, leave my camera arm, everything, take my bow, take my pack, camera. That was it. And just slip out quiet. So that's what I did. I mean, I left and, and uh, the next morning I planned on gassing and glassing, but I wanted to get it. It was Saturday morning. I wanted to get an early jump on my house um, and do some work on my house because i was going to work on my house all day and then go hunting that evening. And that's what I did, you know. Um, but I still glassed from the house and nothing was really moving. Saw a couple does. Um, nothing, you know, no, no good bucks or nothing like that. So the plan was to get back in carbon copy of the night before do it again um same wind same temperature everything i mean it was literally a carbon copy of the the night before got in um i got in a little later it was a little it was probably around uh 5 15 5 30 but i knew these deer weren't going to be moving until a little later and um i was sitting there and deer started moving again and it was So, okay. So let me backtrack. I forgot. It was raining. Um, The rain was going to come through. There was going to be two stints of rain. I I can't believe I forgot about this. That was the only difference. Same wind, same temperature, but it was overcast and it was going to rain. So as I'm getting ready at the truck at my house, like I can look across the field and kind of see the rain coming across. So I'm like, okay, take my rain gear, but I want to get into the stand because you know, I've talked to guys like Heath Sisko and other podcast guests that, you know, they say get in while it's raining. So when it stops raining, you know, things just come alive. Casey and I've had a couple instances like this out in Missouri and Kansas where if you can get in and, and and bear the bear the elements, once the rain stops and it's done, if you have daylight left, it the, the deer just start moving. And, um, I mean, Tyler Bentley, you know, I had him on the podcast not too long ago. They had that same thing happen in Missouri. They had a monsoon come through. They sat at the base of the tree, got in the tree, it stopped. Deer came out, smacked a good one. So I knew with this little rain front coming in, it'd get a little colder and I felt like it was going to get the deer. I was hoping it was going to get the deer up 15, 20 minutes earlier, get them out in the field earlier so they can keep moving and maybe get to me a little earlier. That was my plan. Well... I am walking to the stand. It's starting to sprinkle. I'm like, okay, good. I want to get to the stand, get my rain gear on and just let it rain. So I get in the stand, get all set up, get my rain gear on and it starts to rain. I'm like, perfect. So it's raining. I'm not getting too wet. I'm under like a big Oak tree. So, you know, out in the field, you can just see it pouring rain. And I didn't really get too wet, but, um, always nice to have a little bit of rain gear. So it stops, I take my rain coat off, get the camera ready, I do some filming, and all of a sudden here comes more rain, and this is a harder rain, so I got to put my stuff back on, and I sit through that again. That lasted a little longer, but uh, I mean, it was right when that second rain stopped, I mean, it was five minutes after the rain stopped, I took my coat off, I look over, hear deer coming. And they're coming out of the bedding area. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, just another one of those things that, like, a trigger that, you know, that little front, it rained for maybe 10 minutes, maybe. And here they are. They're up. You know, just got them up, got them moving. Here they come. Single file line. There's, like, six does and fawns. And I figured it was the same, like, eight does and fawns from the night before. And uh, they come out. They're eating on the beans and everything, and then uh, time goes by, and more does come out. And I think there was like 11 or 12 does and fawns out in the field, and they're still a little ways away, and for some odd reason, it's, what time was it? It was probably, this was like right around 6 o'clock, they're moving, but you know, as they're eating on the beans, you're watching them, everything, well, time just kind of slipped away, and it's, it's getting to be close to seven o'clock and I kind of catch something by the corner of my eye to my right towards the west and I'm like I look over and here he comes he's already at 100 yards coming right at me and he's coming from the west which I'm like where in the hell did you come from and the only only thing I can think of the night before when he paralleled me and went south is he looped and went to another, another like thick bedding area that I know about um, around my house that is to the west, and I almost think he spent the day or the night over there. And then the waterways that are on the property are pretty thick, and and he could have bedded in the waterway. Um, but he's coming. He's at a hundred yards and closing. I'm like, holy shit! Like here he comes. So he comes to the bean field. He he gets to eighty yards. I'm filming him, and I'm like, you know, heart's starting to pump a little bit. And uh, I kind of glance over at the does. They're kind of still out there. Well, he is just by himself, hanging out. And I'm like, this is going to happen. He was, you know, he was here Tuesday night. Why wouldn't he come over to these oaks? Perfect wind, like not a care in the world. This is going to happen. Slam dunk. He starts coming to me, and I'm like, here it goes. I'm filming. And then he just stops and kind of wheels around, you know, and just just keeps eating, but he keeps grazing away from me. I'm like, crap, you know, and um, as this is happening, it's getting darker. You know, I could still shoot, still have camera light. As this has happened, I look up, and here comes three shooters, three other different shooters, three bucks that I have not seen since August or had on camera since August. They come out, and they were still together with each other, um, and they work out into the beans, and they're working towards me as well, but they're 350 yards away no doubt shooters there's four shooters in the field and i'm like okay something's gonna happen but it's got to happen within 10 15 minutes here well the eight point that i'm that was close to me that i was hunting is he's sees them and they're already in the waterway 300 yards from me he takes a waterway and goes right to him out of my life so <laughs> i watched him the whole way film there's nothing i could do it gets darker and darker so then i'm thinking like okay at this point i know i'm trying to i'm trying to like proactively think like what is my next move you know do i take the tree stand down do i leave it here i think i need to move in because where these deer are coming out you know i'm like i can get over there i need to i need to get like right on that spot because they're coming through there the observation set worked other than i didn't kill but i figured out where they were coming out now i gotta move in but the kicker is i'm leaving for illinois i knew i was leaving for illinois on wednesday Uh, you know, my wife, she's a nurse. She works 12 hour shifts. She had to work Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, me leading up to leaving. I'm going to hunt Illinois for like 10 days. And I wanted to spend some family time on Sunday. Her and my daughter were home. I wanted to work on the house. So I knew hunting Sunday night was probably going to be out of the cards. It just was, it just, you know, my priorities with my house and family just took precedent of it. So I took the stand down. These deer weren't buggered. You know, nobody, nobody hunts my property other than me. Um, They weren't going to be pressured, you know, back here. They're going to, they're going to stick close. My plan was to take the stand down. And then when I get back from Illinois, I'm going to move back in, try to get a beat on them, check cameras when I get back and see where they've kind of dispersed. Because I feel like I caught them in that little, that little window of like still dumb. You know still dumb still together you know those three bucks were together um but now you know i'm recording this today wednesday i'm getting ready to leave for illinois right now Uh, i'm trying to get this out to you guys but um today is is wednesday the october 6th now i feel like the deer are moving more towards nocturnal if you will um, and I feel like they're breaking up a little bit more. So that like first three days, four days has been, you know, really dumb deer, but now they're getting to the point where it's like, they don't want to be with each other, kind of breaking up a little bit. That's what I'm gathering from, you know, other buddies that are hunting, but also from what I'm seeing and glassing in the evenings, cause I'm still glassing in the evenings right now, but I just think that, that, that shift is, is happening right now. So <laughs> My plan is to, you know, I took the stand down that night. Um, it got really dark on me, took it down, and you know, when I get back from Illinois, I'm I'm gonna be back on like the 15th or 16th of October. I'm gonna have a 10 day stretch right there that I'm gonna be able to hunt here. So that is that is key. And I've said it before, on this farm, in the quote unquote October lull, you know, I don't really believe in the lull, but that time frame, I'll be able to hunt it from the 16th to the 25th, uh in that time frame. I, it's where you need to be in a stand. I need to be in a stand on this farm at that time. Historically, that is the time it turns on. Um, so that's what I'm going to do. My plan is to put my eggs and all in that basket and that'll be my season for Michigan. Um, Cause we're going to leave for Ohio and then go back to Illinois after that. And that, that, that'll be my hunting. So um, I know they're there uh, the, the rain front, you know, with the rain coming in, it, it held true. It, it worked except the deer, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm at the mercy of hunting a field edge. So the deer just, you know, he came to 80 yards and, and that was it. So, um, you know, I'm still, uh, still learning, still pushing. Um, but I know what tree I need to get into and I'm going to push in when I get, when I get back. So the good thing is the farm is going to be untouched. Um, and honestly, where i was sitting for two evenings i didn't booger anything as well except that one doe i did have does and fawns come right underneath me didn't care that i was there i could have you know shot them all day so i did have deer close but you know the shooter bucks did not come close enough obviously so i'm hoping i get a little cold front maybe when i get back uh in mid-october and slip in and uh, make it happen i will say uh inside the one acre. So I was hunting on the outskirts of the one acre, uh, inside the one acre. It has been pretty dead as far as deer movement in there. Um, but it's normal. It's, it's going to start heating up. Like I said, mid October is the time where you just need to throw, throw a sit at it and it, and it might happen. You know, the bucks will start moving in and in the one acre, I usually don't push in until I get a shooter on camera in daylight. You know, on cell cam, so that's when I'll usually push in. So that hasn't happened yet in season. Um, I'm hoping it happens while I'm gone here, or when I, you know, when I'm getting back from Illinois, I get something there and and I can move in. So yeah, but with that, you know, with that being said, I I had a good weekend. Almost got it done. I know the deer are there. I I learned some valuable information that I know those deer will still be using somewhat of that pattern. It might not be all those bucks, but that that bedding is good buck bedding and the closer it gets to the rut the does are always there so that's where I need to be I know exactly what tree I need to get in just need to do a hang and bang get in there and try to get something something killed and something on the ground so yeah um I think that's about it I you know like I said I I'm as you guys are listening to this I'm in Illinois already I'm recording it I'm literally getting ready to leave here anytime and uh I'm gonna get this up to you guys as fast as I can. This is something new for me. I've never done this, like a little update by myself. Um, I just thought a lot of people were kind of reaching out and was like, "Hey, how's your how's your season going already?" And without DMing everybody and texting everybody, I thought figured I would just kind of do an update here and and uh, hopefully you guys maybe learn a little bit or you know just like hearing my voice, I guess. So. Um but yeah like I said I'm going down to Illinois I got a, a pretty big deer daylighting right now um on camera and the thing is the only the only kicker is is that it's going to be getting warmer and warmer as I get down there. I'm going to be able to hunt for about 4 or 5 days um and then Casey's going to hunt so we're going to kind of do a flip flop deal. Um but he's he's a pretty good deer. That's all I'll say right now. <laughs> Hopefully uh you guys will be able to see pictures if I, you know, get an opportunity at him. There's a couple deer, a real, real heavy eight pointer, probably right around 140, like as a, like a clean eight, real heavy. I, I'd i really love to have an opportunity at him. There is another deer that uh, he's impressive. We'll just say that. Uh, not going to call my shot or nothing because he was daylight for two days and now he hasn't shown back up little worried about it but I know he's in the area and I'm I'm just going to throw a couple sits at him right now of like he's this farm has not been touched yet and he's there so I feel like I need to jump now um get in just test the waters don't push it too tight unless I need to and then uh get out so we'll see I'm going to have an update when I get back from Illinois as well so we're here I mean we're in October season's hot people are killing studs right now um a lot of people around me have killed good bucks so good luck to everybody out there hunting and hunt right now and if you've killed something congratulations that's awesome um but yeah so with that being said i'm gonna jump off here and uh don't forget please guys if you would go to itunes leave a five star rating and leave a written review that would be greatly appreciated if you guys have any questions um, after this podcast and want me to cover anything else uh, on these little updates, I'm going to try to do them throughout the year, I'm hoping, or throughout the fall, just to like a little short, little snippet, little bonus episodes for you. Um, uh, let me know what you want me to cover if, if there's anything at all. So thank you guys very much for all the support. And don't forget, we'll be right here next week on the fall podcast.
0: Thank you.